1: It's a nine-fight win streak in all. Perfect 6-0 oh in the octagon.
2: Oh, I want a title shot next. Uh, I want the winner of Valentina vs.
1: Grasso. Aaron Blooded Blitzbill!
3: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered.
4: Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I
3: made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> Listen to me, we're
4: out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. And that's how we begin with my uh, I say in air quotes my friend insulting the fact that I'm not particularly tan.
3: What are you saying? I just Jimmy, I would know what know why I said what I said. Yes. Because it was fresh in my head. I just watched I just watched with my kids, because they're old enough now, Blade with Wesley Snipes. We watched the, um, the beginning of it.
4: Do you know I've never seen that?
3: Oh, I love it. But I didn't. know.
4: It's a classic. I've never seen
3: it. Oh, you've never seen it? No, 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 no. You have to see it. Are you out of your bird? No pun intended. Sorry. I've
4: never seen it.
3: Jimmy, can I put the sword away? I love you. I miss you. I'm coming I in. I miss you far. too.
4: You are you on? I'm <laughs> very sore today. I, 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 I was away I was away so I didn't train for like a little over a week and I went back today to make sure I didn't let myself go. And my neck is very I'm very sore from being oh, tossed around. Well can
3: I just start off by saying hi saw, I'm Zeus. Uh, so Jimmy, we have Erin. Aaron- <laughs> Hold on. Yes, we do. Again, I am a dad. All right, I got to yep. throw a couple. of... Tom
4: Aspinall down. was supposed to be on, but I think he anticipated that joke and canceled in advance.
3: <laughs> I have to, I have to remind you how funny you are by being, you know, not funny, Jimmy. I didn't talk to you in a hot minute, like the kid said. I know. You know? <laughs> let's uh, let's catch up because there's a lot to catch up on. Did I even talk to you since? Uh, my team competed the other day including my daughter.
4: No, I haven't talked to you probably since uh, the Wednesday before I went I we went on
3: vacation. I went I went on vacation. Well, this is the thing. What a good day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, my firstborn she got she, you know she competed my my other daughter was going to compete but uh she um she had a hurt foot, right? Oh. So, so my daughter competed in her division and then upper division, upper belt to, to orange belt. She's a great belt, and she got double gold. Man, she did wow. great. Wow, no, oh, no, that's she, awesome, Jimmy. She loves it, and uh, it's funny. Like this, this other jujitsu um uh, tournament that she did in, in uh, Fordham University in the Bronx that she won. Uh, they got in contact with us, and they uh, you know, they have they, have, they have, I don't know what kind of funds they have, but they they have a very they're a very the event so when angelina competed at that when they did a video of her i swear i swear it looks like it was shot by uh, uh steven spielberg or something it was really like the way it was done to music yeah. contacted me and they asked if uh you know angelina wants to like teach a move and, and explain it and, and demonstrate it for their for their uh social media and that kind of thing so we did that we shot that so that should be out soon oh again, that's great my kid's 14 she's very personable and uh it's just cool. It's just cool watching her. The other day she texted she texted me, Jimmy, and we were just talking about the tournament a little bit. And she goes, Dad, I love the I love it. I can't even explain to you how much I love it.
4: That's great. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really right. awesome.
3: Um it's a little- such
4: a good thing. It's such a good thing to fall in love with because it's only gonna make you more secure, it's gonna make you stronger. Again, and being able to defend yourself in real life. I mean, there's nothing more valuable than that, I don't think.
3: Dude, dude, hashtag family business. Family yeah. business, Jimmy. Listen, you never know, Jimmy. You might have a kid and all of a sudden that kid gets into comedy. What would you say?
4: Um, I would say you're not mine. You're absolutely not mine. <laughs> there's no way I'm having a kid by mistake. It's just not going to happen. <laughs>
3: well, that's not what I was looking for. But, Jimmy, Yeah, I want to talk. Well, first of all, we got a little bit of time. Before sure everything. yeah uh i want to talk to you more about that tournament really quick and then we'll talk about everything Unless you sure. want to talk about you first let's watch up with you not about there's, my not, kids. there's
4: not much to catch up with me i i literally i didn't do that much i was just very relaxed uh over, over the vacation um i didn't do much i don't have much to report to be very honest i'm just happy and i feel good and i ate like a fat pig and i'm back on my diet there we go
3: well you're a little piggy sometimes but you lose was, you don't look like a pig you could be a little i could be a little piggy but my stomach kind of keeps me in check. You
5: know yeah, but I,
4: I fattened up and uh, I felt it today training. Oh my God, look at those rock hard abs. I'm glad you did that. I was going to ask you to. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Jimmy. Yes.
3: Um, It's funny. You How's know, Longo,
4: by the way? How's Longo?
3: Longo's great. I'm sorry. Longo got a do hip. I literally just spoke to him. We were talking about Erin Blanchfield and I'll tell you, myself and Ray Longo both think that she's going to be champion. I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm not being like some... Notre Dame is with that because I think I'm not alone in that. Because I think her fight over the, the last week, last weekend, and we'll get twice. more into this when she gets on here. I think that shows how she can deal with adversity. And yeah. the first round was a little very close, yeah. And they got you know, she's just persistent. Yeah. I can't, I'm so happy that she, she's coming on today,
4: yeah. You me know? too. For
3: the people that don't know, did we say that it's Labor Day? Do we know? Oh, uh, today's that?
4: Labor Day, yeah, yeah. But people will hear it tomorrow and assume we it is, yeah. And knowing the whole country is off today. Um, but I, and then, and, and the, the academy is closed, but there's a few people doing private. So I was able to go, I almost said no, but I'm like, oh, you gotta go fat boy. Oh, you wait go a second. fat boy. That's how I talk to myself.
3: Wait a minute. So you, you train? To, you do that when you're in the mirror, you talk to yourself like that.
4: I, I do. And even when I'm just whispering to myself and I'm not looking at myself. Cause I know who I mean, I'll just say to myself, I'll be alone in the house. I'm you like, go train fat boy.
3: You don't have to look in the mirror. You could just, no, say, I know
4: who I mean. I mean, there's no one else here.
3: Wait, no, wait. Back to what I was talking about. Sure. Oh, what the fuck was I talking about? Besides Erin,
4: uh, you were talking about how you're happy she's coming on today. You think she's yes. gonna be champion? Yes, about I do. The, the, yeah,
3: I do too. I well, like, I mean, I Shevchenko, like he...
4: Grasso too has to happen first. Well, but.
3: listen. How about this? That's what I was talking about with Longo. Grasso or or um, uh, Shevchenko. The great Shevchenko, uh, Valentina. I feel that she matches, and I love. And first of all, I'm a fan of both those girls, of course. So I do. But I do. Well, if they were to, each one of them were to fight and I don't mean any disrespect. Cause I know Valentina has done a ton.
4: Yeah. She's fought everyone.
3: The weight, but it's one of those things where they could be competitive in certain areas, but if there's one area that just trumps the other area and there's just different levels, I think that area is the ground for Erin Blanchard. Yeah. So even if she doesn't have to beat Valentina standing up, she has to be able to survive and just fight her way into something, into a takedown. And I think it could be, it, it, you know, I, I'm telling you, I, I think the girl's a future champion. I do. Yeah. I, I, I look at those. She's answering the call, man. Look at the, Look at her track record of who she's fighting, you know? I
4: know. And Manon, uh, Manon Furio, Fir- I always have a hard time with what's silent in her name. Uh, a very impressive fight against Rose, who obviously had an injury um, and, and fought through it um very tough uh rose look but still a, a great win for uh uh for manon manone manon? furio i i i took two years of french and i still i still know nothing about it
1: how do you
3: pronounce the first name though
1: man
4: i think manon? it's Manon, manon? furio or Manon. yeah I, I just i can never say it you hear different announcers say it differently and i'm not the guy to ask
3: well well, listen. You got it. When did Rose hurt her finger? Because that was grotesque. It when looked like happen? in
4: the first. It looked I, like in the first the round. First yeah.
3: ra- I, listen. Hey, first of all, I don't want to take away from uh, Manon's. Uh, of course, because she did look awesome. She looked yep. awesome, and it might have been the same result without that finger injury. Sure. Or it might not have. You got to give a lot of respect. I mean, how much respect? There's a, look. Look at Rose, man. I mean, how do you fight through that? Yeah. She must be like, oh, pull this fucking finger. It looked, it looked like a question mark. Yeah. Her, her finger looked like Marab's nose. <laughs> no, fuck it. it looked like <laughs> Marab. don't give a fuck. No. uh Rob's shadow boxing in the fucking rain. He don't care. Jumping into frozen lakes. I love Marab. Anyway, um, I, I got I give Rose just she is a thug. She is. Yeah, oh, she is. Right. just since we're we're talking about the card a little bit here. Yep. What about this freaking tough Frenchie? Uh, Bino uh, Saint,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Saint Denis Saint Denis. Yes, oh, What, what? Uh, Saint Denis Saint Denis? Oh,
3: yeah. listen, I don't know how to, what S's you don't say. What a, sometimes ben, you do, oh, yeah, ben sometimes ben,
4: you don't. Yeah, Saint Denis. Sometimes you say them, sometimes you don't. I mean, I again, it's all French, I don't know it. Uh, yeah. Tiago Moises, what a great. Uh, great fight that was. That ref gave uh, Moises more than enough time to defend himself too in that second round.
3: Say his, say his first name again, though.
4: Uh, Benoit Saint Denis. Benoit Saint Denis.
3: Uh, Benoit, I like yeah. that. Sounds yeah. so cool. Anyway, but uh, he was in like the, the what was he in the French special forces or some yeah, shit? I believe so. Yeah. But what a badass! Because I'll tell you right now, Thiago Moises was he was when he his best that first round was something. Yeah. That yeah. was something and uh that cup
4: kick by the i love when fans boo when like he kicked him in the dick i mean and it, it was i've never seen a better kick anywhere by anyone square in the cup and moises is just taking a minute and people start booing and it's like jesus christ you, mma fans are rough like a guy gets kicked in the dick and you don't want to give him a minute and a half I mean, two minutes they, to they, recover
3: they were up there with the brazilians as far as the whole team you know <laughs> i've never heard
4: a louder stadium i've never heard a louder yeah, stadium
3: when they were chanting and, and jumping up and down, yeah. Uh, but Michael Bisping, the great Michael Bisping, uh, former champion, he was saying he wanted to find out what they were saying. And I'm glad yes. he, did, he was trying to know. And it was saying, basically, if you're not jumping up, and, it's, not as, it's not as hardcore as the Brazilians. That basically right, like, right. Decapitate you or something. Uh, <laughs> they say something crazy. Uh, what do they say? You're going to die or something? What is it? Yeah, I forget how it goes. Something like that. But it's very it's very violent. But anyway, the French, it's very, it's very um catchy and they're all jumping up and down. So they base they were saying, we found out, if you're not jumping, you're not French.
4: I mean, that's not really a nasty.
3: It's actually the softest kind of chant.
4: I mean, I've never heard a worse chant than that. If you're not having fun, we're not having fun. Fucking boo. (laughs) That chant sucks.
3: Whoever I don't know how long ago, Whoever made that thing up, whatever French guy was sipping his wine, going, "Oh, I understand." Listen, if you do not jump, you are not afraid. Boom! Yeah, that's a shit but chant. Anyway, I'm going to switch it around. Now. I'm going to say, "Yeah, yeah. yay, yeah. Cyril God." See how I switch it? He great. looked great.
4: Cyril God looked great. Yeah.
3: You know what the saddest part about that, though? Why? What's sad about this? Is he fight? If he, he looks so great. That if he didn't fight John Jones yet, you'd be like, I have to yeah. see that fight. That's right. Guess what? Guess what? They fight again. I feel the same shit's going to happen. I think John Jones is going to. Yeah. And you know what I do like, though? I will say this. I do like that he fought off Spivak's takedown. More yes,
4: he was. did.
5: One
3: yeah. Time he had his leg up in the air and he did like a jump and he did a sprawl. It was good. But can I say something? Yo, Spivak. What was I looking at though? I mean, I understand. I mean, he was it looked like he was mentally out of it from a first couple of strikes. He did not look like a guy that was determined, right. determined to do anything, but but not win. He did not look surprised when it got called off. He looked like fuck this, get me out of here. I'm having a horrible day. He
4: yeah, he, he was really like just kind of covering up. And I, I wonder, has he fought anybody who moves like on. Maybe when you fight somebody who moves that well at a heavyweight, you, you've just never seen it before, and it just fucks you up. I don't know. I know what you mean.
3: Do you ever just hear a lyric from like an Ozzy song and just be like, "I love that lyric"? Yes, yeah. Ozzy has this
4: great song. He's like, "If you're not jumping up and down, you're not French."
3: <laughs> is there? Is there a lyric? Um, yeah. Sing it, and you can do I, this when you do it. I, 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 I,
4: no, I won't do that.
3: Oh, you don't do that? What do you no. doing? What do? The Aussie guys do.
4: We, we do this. You put your, hand, no, you, you put no, you your hand gently. Yes, you do. You put your hand gently, your head gently between your two hands like a little praying mantis. No, you don't. Yes, yes you'll rock out.
3: A praying mantis? What do you. All right. All right, fine. I'll just sing my lyric. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get to that. Sure. A, a gentleman by the name of little, little Wayne. It's so much fun. He's on us. I keep. Don't get ready. Start, get your hand away from the thing. Don't be, don't, don't leave. I'm oh,
4: not wait. even thinking yeah, like of it. I got a
3: goblet. I got my 7-Eleven coffee. Pumpkin yeah, like Um, them. it goes like this. It goes like this. It's just so catchy. Because I've been giving a lot of credit to Machine Gun Kelly about that his song A, and it's fun. And the lyrics are nice. They, they, they they're they're fun. But little Wayne, his he kills it when he's in there, you know? Yeah. You want to hear it? Okay. When I'm this high, when I'm this high, put them back on. I could look in the mirror. Who is this guy? Dean Thomas says I sing rap lyrics like Broadway.
4: You do, yeah.
3: So Jimmy, listen. Yes. So at the tournament the other day, the Naga uh, on Long Island. Uh, You know, I told you about my daughter; she did great. But not only that, the whole team. We got we actually on my Instagram, you can see it. My firstborn's on there with me. They sent us Naga. They sent us the um, team a, a huge belt because my Sarah BJJ Academy in Huntington, Long Island, got the the most wins out of the teams. Of that's the teams. great. that nice. Yeah,
4: that's nice.
3: Young kid Tommy DeGenero, what a nice kid. He he's teaching for me now. He does. He's a he's a wrestler, blue belt in, in jiu jitsu. He's fighting also. He's fighting next month with Marcus and my wife. My wife's having another kickboxing match next month. The whole Sarah family. You should fucking come out, man. I would love to. It's in October. It's like, a, it's like another... Uh, Where is it? It's in Westbury. It's at the Space Theater in Westbury.
4: What day is fun. it, a Saturday?
3: I, I believe it's a Saturday, okay. but I'm not sure. the 15th, I believe. It's a Saturday, I think. But anyway, that kid went to the Absolute Division. He was going versus Giants, and he won that shit. He might have got us that T belt. My black belt Slim, my black belt Tony... Guys were slaying it, man. Spanner. What a good time. But listen, so listen, this is what I'm getting at. So Uncle Edwin, I, he's my kid's Uncle Edwin. You know Edwin. My, yeah, he's my sure. brother-in-law. He's one of he's one of my closest friends at this point, Edwin. We you know why? Because not only do we hang out at my school, he's coming over today with my in-laws, my sister-in-law. We, we we just uh what was it Saturday night? Yeah, we were at my my cousin Frankie's uh my wife's cousin. Frankie Zago's 40th birthday party. We hang out a lot, man. Yeah, we squad up in VR. Fuck, you serious? Yeah, it's I'm Kamura Savage. He's Doc Kamura. It's great, but listen. So, and he's very good in jujitsu, right? He competed in that other open weight division. It was just killing people, including a judo guy. So listen to this, Jimmy. This is so funny. Um, so we're out there. So he went to the open weight division, Edwin. So people don't know Edwin. It's like a, he's a 300 pound black gentleman. Now, leave that in because I want you to have the visual. He's a giant of a man. Yes. Okay? Strong gentleman, fights MMA. He gets on top of my black belts. They better watch their arms. He'll rip a Camaro off. I don't care what belt you want. Yeah. He jumps in the open weight division, right? See, now the thing is this. When you go in there, you see pretty much the lineup, right? So Jimmy, he goes out there on the mat. Now, there's a guy, I'm going to say up to his chest, maybe a little taller than me. Don't laugh at that. A little taller than me, maybe around under
4: 200 pounds. And he's taller than you, and he's up to Edwin's chest. How tall is Edwin? He's like (laughs) (laughs) 5'6".
3: I don't want to tell my story now. Come on. You're, mean. you're mean you're a nasty mean little fucking bird i want to hear. i'm you. sorry all right all the rest of it. no he no he's <laughs> he's very tall right so anyway he was this other guy was up to his chest up to his chin maybe. you're a son of, you're a son of a bitch but anyway he was fine i'm exaggerating up to his chin he was a lot smaller yeah so then anyway, we gets on the man. he looks at him and you see a point with his head sideways literally like this like what are you what are we doing here like like what? And the guy was wearing a white belt, right? So, now this is the deal. This is gonna be this is gonna be a story for you now, for everybody that goes out there. How we should never in combat. Sure. I'm doing is what I'm doing. Two-handed. Yeah. Look what I'm doing now with a sword. Yep. But this is not.
4: Is that a sword or is that wishful thinking?
3: Stop <laughs> it. <Stop> it. <laughs> I was lowering my sword. Oh, I see. Okay. You, you never, Jimmy, you never lower your sword. You understand? No. So he gets a hold of this guy. They both lock up, right? And Edwin, oh. this is Edwin, is so goddamn strong. I'm not even exaggerating. He's the type of guy that he'll do something, he'll do something wrong and just break something. Like he's, you need a refrigerator moved. You yeah. don't need two guys. Call, call it. Like the guy's a, a monster.
4: Powerful right? guy, yeah.
3: Powerful gentleman. Right, so he locks hold of this guy, and I see him jerk him forward. And this, and then more two, three times, it got to the point where he broke his posture. But now this guy's actually looking between his legs, and he's got his legs underneath him still. I knew at that point, all right, dude, this guy's a judo player, but this guy is a black belt in judo. I will bet my life on it, right? But now I'm not going to start yelling at the fuck he's a judo guy. I mean, listen, he's in it. So then Edwin went to just Give him a tiny bit of a push. He hit my favorite fucking judo throw, the drop Sayanagi. Now, dude. How does that go? You Now, you can either go to both knees. He went to both knees. I go to one leg, the leg like I step across. But picture, we're locked up. I got your chest and your tricep. You got each other the same way. I step across with my one foot, and I jump to both knees between your legs, and I pull you forward. So – you're going right over the guys. Edward's trying to he starts getting thrown. It almost looks like it's in slow motion where he goes to get his this guy's back, but he gets taken over his top. So it was like timber. Yeah. Then he couldn't recover. So he ended up losing to this fucking guy. And he was fucking he wasn't he didn't show he was pissed. He was just, it was just guy. And then you know, afterwards, the guys they come up to you. You know, they they shake the hand to the coach, then each coach. So when the guy came up to me, they go, Hey, I go, My man, very like what what belt are you in, judo? He goes, Oh, and like a Yugoslavian accent, he's like black belt or something. Like, oh, okay.
4: So wait, so, why did he have
3: a white belt on? Was he
4: bullshitting to try to make himself now, look? I don't
3: listen in Naga. I, yeah, maybe he's uh, maybe he's doing that because he's a white belt in Jiu-Jitsu, but it could definitely be sandbagging because you're like, wait a minute, but this is the expert division, so. You know, maybe a wrestler can go in there with, you know, I mean, uh, with a, a white belt on or something or, you know, I don't know how that works, you know. But Edwin told me later that he goes, I was confused because it wasn't the size of the guy. It was, I didn't see him in the bracket. That's why I was like, what's going on? I'm not sure. I'm being honest. Maybe that's true. Or maybe he's looking at this guy half the size of him and being, what the fuck am I looking at here? Right. And it's just one of those things where, I think he just got caught with a little with his uh with his guard down. So then he has another match with a big purple belt, and he and he he made a alright. Edwin, totally redeemed yourself. He got him in a bread cutter that almost popped the guy's head off. It's so like now you feel better, right? Hey, listen, Jimmy, and I told this to Crone Gracie back in when he lost that fight. When you lose a match, best the quickest way to get over it is to win a match, right? It is, it is. whether my GSP fight. Or the one I lost when I, I had to redeem myself in my mind and I, and I, had, to, I had to fight a couple of wrestlers. and I, You know what I mean? Because I, I, I lost, but whatever. You feel, it, it makes it, it makes you sleep well at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, so he ended up redeeming himself and it's all good. How but did I, he I, lose? I what did I, the guy do? What, how want, did he, I don't how want he to lose? I don't want to, he, he just lost my points in that one. Oh. He, lost my, he basically lost on the takedown, you know? <laughs> because again, judo play is not only the good at throws, the good at pinning. So because he has the grips on him, it's hard for him to get back up. And now you now you now you're no longer fighting this guy. You're fighting the clock. It's like, oh shit, man. If I don't do something in the next, and they know that. So that's why in, in these jiu-jitsu, in these tournaments, in the jujitsu tournaments, when there's points involved, if you get scored on early, you better be able to bring it and get those points back or submit them because. Now you're no
4: longer fighting that person. You're fighting the clock. Fighting the clock. That Got makes it. sense. And Erin yeah. is in the waiting room. Wow. Aaron, let's bring her in.
5: For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: guaranteed let's just clap can we clap for
3: every blanchfield please
4: hey. hi Aaron. i didn't even see that you came in hello
3: yeah hi what's up Aaron? thanks for for hanging out with us a little bit today we know it's a holiday we know everybody out barbecuing you're giving us a little bit of time we do appreciate it
2: yeah yeah of course thanks for having me are you guys
3: are you back home where are you now
2: yeah, yeah, I'm back home in Jersey.
4: You never left, huh? You never left Jersey. Uh,
2: yeah, I was, well, I was out. I was out in Singapore for like two weeks. Um, but I've been back in Jersey since uh, since like last Monday. I got back. No,
4: oh no, no, I mean like like full time living, like like because oh, I grew up yeah. in Jersey. I I finally left when I was thirty, but I, I lived in Jersey most of my life.
2: Jersey, boy. yeah, yeah, no. I've- yeah, I've lived in, lived in Jersey my whole life.
4: <laughs> you started training when you were seven. What got you into it? Like, did you just decide you wanted to, did you see something on television or was it your parents or did somebody who who kind of got you to do that?
2: Yeah, it was actually on uh, my mom. She wanted, um, she wanted my brother to start training my younger brother. Um, so she put him in to, uh, it was Tiger Schulman's at the time and he started training and, and I just quit dance at the time. Um, and I went to go watch him train and, uh, yeah, then I, I they offered me like an introductory class and I just like. So loved it from there
5: oh. how yeah.
3: old were you, were you how long did you do dance and how old were you if you don't mind me asking
2: yeah i was i think my mom put me in when i was like three and i i did it till i was like six seven um and then i started training when i was seven
3: you know why this makes me happy jimmy yes my daughter my, my daughter i have three daughters i told you this before erin probably but um yeah. my oldest is 14 she's been doing dance the same thing since three she just yeah. quit, walked away to pursue this. Right. She's loving. Oh, she's yeah. Good. So I'm like, I, when I once we get done with this, I'm going downstairs and telling her. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: that's awesome.
3: Aaron, I was talking to Ray Longo this morning.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: Ray could not say enough good things about you. I did not know a while back that you'd come down and you were working with Mizuki, um, mm-hmm. the Japanese fighter that we had a while ago, right?
2: Ages yeah, ago. yeah. Why yeah, It was <laughs> a while because um Mizuki started coming to uh Henzo's uh yes. like this was a while ago. It's like 20, probably like before like, like COVID and everything. Um so we trained a lot together then and then like when COVID happened, I would go up to, to Ray's School and train with her there. Yeah, he's super cool.
3: Ray would just say, Matt, you know, you'd love her just blue collar, quiet comes in with the with the, the coach is quiet, they're nice, they're respectful, they come in to get their work. He goes, I see me.'" The, the, the I know what he said, not the improvement like the evolution of how how she, the improvement from when she just was coming down then to even now and he believes that you're going to be next champion and I do too not to let like, not to just throw too much at you Aaron I yeah. mean shoot I mean I know you feel that Jimmy yeah. we might we're talking to the next champ that's how I feel because Chef you- Shanko and Grasso sorry let me just yeah gotta, sure sure. I like the way you match up with either one of them, and I hold them both in high regard. I like the way you match up with Grasso, and I think, I especially after your last fight when uh um uh, what um was the name again? Ty Sanders. Yes, I'm sorry. I was getting confused with Manon the other day. Um, your fight with uh that showed you that you could deal with a, a high level aggressive stand up, and and then yeah. still persevere. So with with Shevchenko. I feel if it gets to the floor, it's a, a, legit, a legit problem for her. Okay, I'm done ranting. Go ahead, guys.
4: What, what did you think of uh, uh, throw against uh, Rose? Even though Rose was hurt, that was a really, really interesting fight. And um, what did you think of it? And how much do you, th- do you think Rose would have had – obviously, had a better shot if she wasn't hurt. But do you think the result yeah. might have still been the same? Or do you think that it could have been completely different?
2: Yeah, before that fight even happened, I thought Manone was going to win. Uh, honestly, I thought she was going to maybe do a little bit more. Uh, Rose did give her a good fight, and she did break her finger pretty bad in the first, which is obviously going to affect the rest of the fight. Sure. Um, yeah, but I, I, had a, I had a feeling Manone was going to win because she's just she's a bigger fighter. She's a natural 25-er, and she's a big 25-er. She's a little taller, a little lankier. Um, and, you know, Rose was having a hard time getting those takedowns, and I knew she would probably have to take her down to win. Like, I didn't think she was going to win a striking match with her. Um, so kind
3: of it wasn't how I expected. When you're in the off season, Aaron. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Did I cut you off? No, no, go ahead, buddy. When you're in the off season, how do you divvy up your time? Uh, as far as with the training, with the improvements of do you still spend just as much time doing your jujitsu? And I mean, because I know we got to work on all areas. I mean, are mm-hmm. you just are you kind of a lot on the stand-up? Uh how does it how does how does the like a a, a week go in the offseason? Yeah,
2: you know? um, I feel like I try to focus on whatever I needed to improve from my last fight. Um, like right now, like my nose and stuff is still healing up. So I've been just kind of working like my boxing, um, trying to get my hands back quicker. Um, like little, like some, yeah, little improvements that I felt like I needed to, to do from my last fight. Um, and, but I feel, I still work everything. Like even like my strength coach and Jiu-Jitsu coach, they know each other well, like they'll come back and forth to each other's gyms. Um, so I, I still, I still work on everything. Um, and just focus more on like whatever I feel like I need to improve on.
4: Now, when you, when you were in Singapore, did you stay, how long you stayed for two weeks after your fight?
2: No, no, I, I oh. went out like two weeks early. So I left, so I fought the 26th, but I left like the 12th to go out there.
4: Did you stay at all after? Cause I mean, when you get ready for a fight, it's kind of hard to go out and enjoy the country. Do you stay at all after and just kind of relax?
2: Uh, no, I ended up, I left uh Sunday like night. So I had like all day Sunday to like take it in. Uh, but even like the first week I was there, I was able to do like some sightseeing and stuff. Like I've trained, uh, obviously that was like the main priority. Um, but then after training, you still have all day. So, uh, if so I did some sightseeing then.
4: Did you like it?
2: I say, it was nice. It, it was a pretty country. There was definitely a lot of, I never been to Singapore before and I haven't been to like Asia in general at all. Uh, so it was cool seeing everything. How's that flight? Is that How long is that? Like
4: 17 that hours, was, right?
2: Oh, it's longer because it was like I flew from here to Germany, which was like seven, eight hours. And then Germany did it there. That was like 12 hours. So it was like 20 hours in a plane.
4: Oh, yeah. how, You had a layover in Germany. You just sit in the airport for two hours or whatever, right?
2: Yeah, actually, thank, thank God the, the layover wasn't long. It was like only like an hour. So basically got off, we get like water or something and then get back on the plane. Um, but yes, yeah, it, it was a long flight.
3: How was the... Uh how's the jet lag with that? How'd you, how'd you get, now when you land with that, I don't know what time you landed. Is, is it morning or night? Is it, if it is morning, cause I've been to Japan before. I remember that was just, you have to, it was brutal. Like you have to try to either stay awake to get on the schedule or, but it's hard to, how was it? How was we getting adjusted?
2: Um, so when we landed, so we left here August 12th. So like a Saturday, we didn't get with the time difference and everything. Cause we left Saturday night. We didn't get there till like August 14th, like there Monday. So it was like two days past already. Um, and we got there at like 7 a.m. Um, so we basically just tried to stay awake the rest of that day to try to adjust. Um, and I think we, I've ended up falling asleep around like nine or so, but that first week was pretty rough. I kept waking up at like three or four a.m. like completely like wired, like not able to sleep. Um, so I think like one day, like that Wednesday or Thursday, or something I I woke up at like three a.m. and I just like forced myself to stay awake so I'd finally be like tired enough to like sleep through the night. Um, but I, by the time fight week came around, I was completely adjusted because I was already there for like a week. That's awesome.
3: I mean, I used to go early. I used to go early to Vegas. I felt the difference between here, uh, New York, and uh, and Vegas. I would I my yeah. first training session always. I'd be like, yo, I'm not, I don't feel in shape. I get winded. And that's only, I mean, I can only, I don't know the difference between here and and uh, Singapore. Singapore. You know what I always find weird? And I guess like when they book fights in like Colorado and places with that really high uh, altitude, because then all the fights, everybody's gassing out. It looks all, you know, right? Yeah. Or, some of those cars, it's like notorious where, I mean, one time in Mexico City, we had. We Had Kane Velasquez, Join, game, yeah, out who has a guest, a legendary yeah. guest.
4: Was that against I, Junior?
3: No, that was against for uh, um, a Verdum, okay, Verdum, Verdum, yeah. But is that's a real thing that that altitude,
2: training? yeah. And I feel like in Singapore it wasn't because it's like an island, so it's still like low, like it's like low to the oh. coast, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like my first training session there, I literally slept like the entire time on the plane, so I was like ready to go. Yeah. Did you really, I was going to ask you
4: that because I'm such a shit flyer. You able to sleep on a plane?
2: Yeah, actually, I'm pretty good at sleeping on planes. I feel like I'm almost like a baby with that. Like if I'm like in a car, like in a plane, anything that's moving, I just like pass out.
4: Yeah, you're lucky. That's a gift to be able to do that because I mean <laughs> like you you, you just, I, I wind up staying awake the entire flight and I get off and I don't sleep what? in the hotel. I, I don't know, Matt. I, I'm i a bad nervous? sleeper. You're nervous? Yeah. It's nervous, but it's also uncomfortable. I just, can't, uh, I just don't like it. Shitty
3: air. Oh, man, hey Aaron, enough of all this MMA stuff. Let me ask you: the people want to know mm-hmm. what if you're reading a book, if you're streaming a series. Tell us, tell us something you're doing on an off day, and I don't want to hear about the active rest where you're running up a hill or something, walking up a hill. What do you like to do? Give us a hobby. It could be something you're watching. Uh-
2: yeah uh you know it's I feel like one hobby I have I always love going to like coffee shops I'll try like all different coffee shops or like I'm a big like foodie like after fights I have like a whole list of like different places in like Hoboken or like the city that I'll like want to try and go out to
3: like what is it food that you haven't had before or is it something like oh I always wanted to try
2: that it's both I feel like it's sometimes food I've never tried before a lot of times it's I feel like when I'm in camp, like obviously have like cravings for things that you can't have. So be like places of something I know I, I would love. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's all different kind of things. I have like a note app on like a, of a whole list of stuff on my phone.
4: How much time do you give yourself? Because here's the thing. I'll do that too. I'll say, okay, I'm going to give myself a Saturday, but then it turns into seven months of just shoving my face into a bag of food. How long do you give yourself after a fight to go, all right, I'm going to kind of pig out and do what I want and then stop.
2: Yeah. So I feel like, uh, the first week I usually kind of like, I'm pretty lax and I'll let myself have what I want. Um, but even with like my foodie things, like I'll go out and have like good things, but when I'm home, like I try to make like healthier things, you know? So it's only like when I'm going out that I'll have, I guess, like the like, like worse food. Um, but it's all like a balance, you know, it's like, especially when you're not in camp, um, you kind of just have to find that balance between like eating healthy and treating yourself.
4: What's an automatic cheat for you? Like, you know, as soon as you're done, this is what you're having. There's got to be one thing every time that you're like, this is what I might go to.
2: Uh, you know, I love I love anything chocolate. So I'm a big like Reese's family. I remember after one of my fights, I got like one of those like half pound Reese's and I like almost like smashed the whole thing. Yeah, it's
4: yeah,
3: nice. I'm a, yeah, if you're, it's sweets or food. If you have to go one or the yeah. other, which, which do you like, which is more of your thing?
2: I feel like I, I, I like sweets. I think especially like after a fight, I think, cause I haven't like, I've had a lot of like regular food. I think uh, I'm always craving sweets.
4: And it's like something to reward yourself. Doesn't Max Holloway, wasn't it for him? It was cupcakes. cupcakes it's just like yeah. whatever. It's just this weird thing that you just kind of keep on the back burner. Like, all right, when I'm done, I can have that. And it really does help you not do it when you're not supposed to, if you know you're going to give yourself a week or four days of, you know, doing what you want, it kind of helps you not do it when you shouldn't.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it definitely does. I feel like everyone kind of has, like, their thing that they're always dreaming about for after their fight.
4: <laughs> what do you hate the most in training? What is, the, what is the part of it that you dread the most?
2: Um, yeah, I feel like I genuinely uh, enjoy, like, all my training sessions. Maybe, like, when I'm in camp, like, I don't always want to do, like, the extra cardio, like, extra runs and stuff like that. Um, But I don't know if I necessarily dread them. I think Cutting weight's probably like one of the hardest things, like not being able to like eat what you want, you know.
3: Can I can I tell you since I got when I don't when was my last fight? I don't even know. I was I'm 49 now, I was 36. Since then, and oh, I've yeah. been around them, I have not touched a Versa climber. And I never oh, will. Yeah. <laughs> I will never touch a goddamn versa climber again <laughs> in my life. And I'm proud, I I there's no need. I could stay in yeah. championship in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any memories of uh, anything probably worse, even sparring sessions. I hated that damn thing. Do
2: you ever work with those Versa Climbers? I haven't really. I do a lot of um, assault bike like sprints, but I don't have one of the Versa Climbers in my, in my gym. I'll have to try it.
3: It's I- have, you know, someone keeping you out of certain steps and stuff like that. It's rough. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. I remember. What kind was- of workout would you do with it? Uh, a lot of times we do the
3: um, interval um, uh, sprints on interval, so thirty seconds,
2: okay.
3: um, slow, long, then thirty seconds. Bah, 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 uh, then, then. But then you do that for the fight, so it's like yeah. you go. So you, it's, it's, it's fucking insane. It's <laughs> I just, I still remember it. It's been so late, much, so long ago, but I, I very don't... rarely, got, I very rarely got tired in my fights. You know, you yeah, need yeah. you need to have a coach that knows how to push you. To the point where you're kind of cursing them, but you know they're doing it, But not too much where you're just defeated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Isn't it yeah. Important to have that, Erin. Uh, like as a cardio coach. I
2: don't know. How uh, to do that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, a lot of my cardio sessions, I I do uh, either like on my own or with um, mm-hmm. like a training yeah. partner or something. I feel like cardio's never necessarily been something I had a struggle with. It's just I I usually just do extra cardio just for like uh, getting the weight off and stuff like that. Um, but I, I feel like I've been pretty blessed with, with good cardio. <laughs> That's a thing. Oh, that is I a hate thing. it yeah.
4: so much. It really is. Yeah. And there's some people that just don't get tired and they're nightmares. Like, th- like I, I hate moving when I don't want to move so much. And that climber, I've never had to work out cause I don't fight, but I've just yeah. done it. I've had it, like a trainer in the gym, say, do it. And it's like, fat, fat, yeah. and oh, in that I'm case it's finished. okay. i It I'll do that. sucks.
3: Yeah. I'll do that all day long. All right, hey Jimmy, I don't want to keep Aaron all day. It's, it's yes, like, and I have
4: a hello for you, by the way. I forgot uh, Professor Mike over at Henzo's. Uh, I saw him today. Uh, said to say hello to you, and uh, you know he's he's you know wanted me to say hi to you, and then he. Uh, oh yeah, that's
2: awesome. Tell him I said hi too.
4: I will. I'll see him on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Well, Aaron, we can't wait. When well, you have
3: something, the, the next. Uh, I mean, what's going on now? What is next for you? I mean, do
2: we know anything? Um, I'm I'm not completely sure. I feel like we need to see how uh, the Valentina and Grosso fight plays out. Huh. And then I have a better idea. Yeah.
3: Now, how do you feel that's going to play out?
2: You know, I, I'm not really sure. You know, I feel like I feel like I could see either girl. Like, I feel like Alexa is a really great game planner. I think that's what helped her win that last fight. Like, she she knew Valentina was going to throw that spinning back kick, and she had an answer for it. Um but I feel like if Valentina adjusts a little bit, she was already winning that first fight. So if she just adjusts, makes maybe a couple different uh, decisions, she could win the second fight. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're they're pretty even. I'm curious to see how it goes. You have a preference. I know
3: I'm sure you feel confident and have ideas for both. Yeah. One, not who you would – it's hard to say who you'd rather fight because it makes it look like you don't want to fight the other one. But do you feel yeah. you have to better with either one particularly
2: um you know I, I don't necessarily think so I think they both bring their own um like strengths and weaknesses you know um I think it's just kind of more like depending on who wins depends well like kind of dictate what happens in the division like feel like if Valentina wins maybe they fight again for like a trilogy and then then it'll probably leave me and Manon to fight versus if Alexa wins then feel like it'd be hopefully I can just get the title shot next. You know what I mean? So I feel like it kind of depends on what happens. I feel like defense, to if Valentina,
4: oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And if Valentina wins, too, I think it depends on how she wins. Like if she comes in and it's a very dominant win, then people go, all right, Valentina, uh, there may not be a trilogy, but if it's a close fight, yeah. And then maybe you and Manon fight, but that's, it's, I, I know you'd probably like to avoid that if you could. And if you're going to fight her, you'd probably rather fight her as a champion.
2: Yeah, you you know, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty. I'm I'm so, I'm confident in my abilities to beat all of them. So cool. if I have to fight one more time before the title, that's fine. Sure. If I get a title shot next, obviously that'd be that'd be ideal. But whatever happens, I'll get that title soon. And watching that
3: fight with Manon the other day, we talked about <laughs> how tough Rose is. The finger injury, you know. Did you see? It, not to get specific. After watching that, you and your coaches, anything that's glaring that like, Ooh, I hope she does that with me type of thing. Or is there something where you're like, I see certain things that I can exploit when I fight her.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I feel like when she fights me, obviously she's going to try to keep her range um, and, and not engage in any type of like wrestling or jiu-jitsu. Um, but I mean, I know I can close my distance better than like Rose is doing. Rose is kind of shooting from pretty far. I feel like with my setups and with my wrestling yeah, that'll be my fight all day. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: Aaron. Thanks for coming on, and uh, hopefully you get a shot at that title very, very soon. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, at the end of September, how that uh, second fight between them works out. And if not, you'll fight my own, and that'll be a great fight too. Whatever you do, well, I'm sure you'll get a title shot soon.
2: Yeah, sure.
4: Thank you. And great talking Aaron, to you.
2: Aaron, uh,
3: yeah. You anything say- anything to plug
2: though, buddy. Anything that you want to plug? Um. Yeah. Any of my social media. Um, uh, it's Blanchfield underscore MMA. You can see everything I'm doing there.
3: <laughs> Excellent. All right. Awesome. Thanks.
2: Thanks for hanging
4: out. Thank you, out Aaron. With us. Great talking to you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All
4: right, have a good one.
2: You too. Bye, guys.
4: Very nice of her to come on. Like you said, Matt, during the holiday. That's Jimmy. Um, very, very nice uh, of of her to come on. And, right. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: it very nice of uh, you to hang out with me and me and Matt, you. Matt,
4: to- it's my pleasure.
3: You have so much fun, Gene. I miss Always. you. Always.
4: Yeah, yeah, let's do that, man. I really do want to come out and see you. Uh, again, I just went hey, back listen, today hey. for the first time in a week what? and a half, so I'm rusty.
3: Okay. If anything, dude, I can bring the wife in. We want go out to eat and stuff again. You know, we'll do something. We'll talk. Uh, that'd be really Let fun. Yeah,
4: like maybe on a Friday. Do you ever come out on a Friday?
3: Let me know, man. I can just have my in-laws watching my kids.
4: Yeah, yeah. We'll, know, do we'll do it on Friday because I, I would uh, – yeah, I would like that a lot. That'd be fun, man. It'd be great to see you guys.
3: Oh. Hey Amen. Jimmy, thanks, man. Have a great day. You and, too. And uh, I had fun.
4: And I want to plug uh, uh, Dana White Contender Series uh, is going to be uh, – oh, and and, and Canonier and Curtis are on with us. Uh, of course, uh, it, it, it's it's on this uh, Tuesday, Dana White Contender Series. And uh, Jared Kananier oh, and, Jared and Curtis.
3: And Chris Curtis are on the next show?
4: Yeah, to promote uh, – we're going to talk about Adesanya Strickland – uh, very interesting fight. I'm happy for Sean that he's getting that that shot. Um,
3: I like I like I like Sean Strickland. I like love that, him. I like that people are different, and and I've dealt with him one on one. i in person. I've talked to him, and he's always been very cool. So I like him.
4: People are lucky he fights professionally because oh, Sean no, no, Strickland no. is a guy that would throw people through windows in real life, and the fact that he's fighting professionally keeps him from probably doing a lot of very very dangerous thing so people should if anyone that gives him shit should be happy he's fighting professionally
3: oh he 100 percent walks the line of a psychopath but he's a, <laughs> a, 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 a all right listen jimmy, love I you, do, buddy. Love uh, oh but yes. yeah oh listen Jake oh curtis you- is good
4: friends of strickland too yes, yes it's handiers for both guys
3: yes oh that's fun oh, i can't wait for next show jimmy me neither i'm soon enough
4: thank you Aaron, and uh we'll uh talk to you in a couple of days bye buddy bye pal